Welcome, everyone, to another episode of NFL East. Make sure to follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean. You can also find NFL East podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Join the NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of NFL East podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure you follow the show on Twitter, at EastNFL. What's up, Rich? Hey, another great week of football. A big-time week of football. Yes, yes. Weekend. And that's what that's what we're going to get into. I'm, uh, I got my Tua jersey on, man. I'm, I'm, hey, wear with pride. I'm drinking <laughs> the Kool-Aid, baby. I'm... I'm ready to rock and roll. So, yeah, yeah I'm waiting uh, on my Cooper Rush jersey to come in. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's that's really good. Uh, rush hour. That was a yeah rush hour. <laughs> that was a that was a great game uh, Monday night. So it was cool. We got a lot to to recap. We're going to do our takeaways from the East and take a look at Week Three and kind of run through all the NFL East games. And um, and then we're going to get to a little bit of news from the East. But um, I'm, I'm hyped for Thursday. I'm, I'm ready to start. I'm ready to take a look at week four. But before we can uh, close out week three, we need to run through these games and and just kind of give our takeaways. There were there were some really good games this week, man. I mean, not only did the Dolphins, uh, I guess, upset the best team in the NFL, but uh, probably the best team. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the favorite the, uh, team, yeah. yeah, the fa- the favorite team. Uh, I, if you go by power rankings, everybody has them number one. But you know, I mean, they they're the they seem to be the team that everybody picks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lots I, of love I got, for that I got some crazy stats about those guys, though that uh, that I was going to to share. I didn't realize this, but did you know that the Bills? Are zero and seven, dating all the way back through net last year. They're zero and seven in games divided um, when it comes down to one score. They're zero mm-hmm. and seven, so maybe the key to beat the Bills is keep the game close all the way to the end, and then just try to pull it out. And that's kind of what the Dolphins did. But we'll get into more. Yeah, of that I agree. They're much more comfortable uh, having shootout games. That's their right, style. Exactly. That's what yeah, they, they want. They, they want to knock you out. And, and most teams, they can do it, but but it's good. We're going to take a look at that. So I say we go ahead and get started. We got some games. I'm excited. Let's let's get to it. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Takeaways from the East. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's start with that Sunday 1 o'clock game. Bills, Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins upset the Bills. At Hard Rock Stadium, twenty-one to nineteen. Man, this reminded me. Uh, I guess. I guess what I was thinking of was this is going to kind of date me because you know they got the mixed martial arts and MMA and all that stuff. But remember the old school boxing, like really good boxing, like Mike Tyson and. 
and before Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? Just really right. good heavyweight championship. That's what this reminded me of. This was a slugfest. This was just body punch after body punch after body punch and wearing the guy down. And then, you know, in the, you know, eighth round, the dude gets rung. You know what I'm saying? He gets, he gets hit in the jaw and falls to his knee, but then gets back up. You know, I mean, that's what this reminded me of. This was just. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a brawl. I would call it, yeah, yeah a good yeah, brawl. It was, it was, it was so awesome. The, the Dolphins defense, to me, the game was like the Dolphins defense versus the Bills offense. That's what it, that's who was on the field the majority of the time. And the Dolphins were, were the bend but don't break mentality. And that's what they did. They they bent all day, gave them yards. They went up and down the field. But anytime it mattered, that defense stepped up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, you ain't putting no ports on the board. You ain't putting, you know, I mean, they had, you know, crazy yards uh, close to what, what was it, almost 400 and something odd yards, almost 500 yards of offense. But if you take away the safety, only scored uh, – like 17 points out of that. So it's pretty amazing. Right. Especially jumping off to like a, a they, they've got the first two touchdowns pretty, maybe the first quarter, pretty right. definitely in the first half or so. Right. I feel like right. they, they exactly. scored early in that game or yes, they did. They, they did. They scored right at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Miami just uh, uh, stonewalled them a little bit there at the end, that second right. half. So, yeah. They, I mean, they gave them, they gave them fits all day. I mean, here, here's some here's some numbers for you. The Dolphins' defense, 20 quarterback pressures, 10 quarterback hits, four sacks. I mean, Emmanuel Ogba and Ingram, they basically lived in the backfield with Josh Allen. <laughs> they, they were there almost at like every – they generated 30% of pressure percentage. That, and that, that's pretty amazing. So 30% right. of the game – they were in the backfield with him. They were they were back there and making him scramble, making him run. So yeah, and he is a uh, he's a running uh, quarterback. He likes to scramble. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely big. keeping that pressure on him. Uh, pretty impressive on Miami's side. Right, exactly. And and if you look at it, Josh Allen had some really awesome numbers. But then I want to take his numbers and look at what his numbers looked at look like um, against the blitz. Check this out. Josh Allen, he had a big day, 42 for 63. That's crazy. That's a 42 lot of throwing. for 63, a lot of throwing. 400 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, had a 94 quarterback rating. But here's Josh Allen versus the blitz. So this is his numbers on the downs he was blitzed. Since he was blitzed so much, you can get a big sample size of that. He only went 16 for 29 with only 185 yards. He still got two touchdowns. The two touchdowns he got were he was being blitzed, uh, but he was sacked three times and fumbled the ball once. He was blitzed 34.3 of his dropbacks, percent of his dropbacks. That's amazing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is impressive. Uh, definitely, uh, yeah, had pressure on him all game long. Right. Uh, for Josh Allen. Um, From the the beating, the beating sun, the heat, the amount of time they spent, that, that offense spent on the field, and the pressure that he was taking from them defense kind of all just came at once. 
and and well, not at once, all game. And it was just like the the we were talking a few minutes ago about the the pass that he threw in the dirt. Um, that's why he was exhausted. You know what I'm saying? He was exhausted. He probably was having nightmares of that defense being in his <laughs> face all day. You know what I'm saying? He's tired. He, you know, and, uh, and, and that's what it does. I mean, when, when a team like the bills, you need them, if they have a perfect game, you're going to have a hard time beating them. You know what I'm saying? And right. that's just, that's just the way it goes. Xavier Howard. He did a good job on Stefan Diggs, holding him to only seven receptions for 74 yards. And uh, the big thing was he didn't give up the big play. And if you remember on Thursday when we were previewing this game, I said that. I said Xavier Howard was going to have to step up. He had a terrible game against Baltimore, but he really he really stepped up, you know. So. Yeah, and you guys are without Byron Jones. Byron Jones for next week. Yeah, that's so. amazing. We yeah. that's everybody, you know, everybody was talking about, oh, but the Bills are so beat up. The Bills are so beat up. And I was like, do you not pay attention to the Dolphins? Our offensive line looked like a carousel with guys coming in and out and constantly getting hurt and cramped and I mean, we had our fourth string uh tackle in there at one time. Luckily, he only played like one or two downs and then and then Little was able to come back in. But, yeah, I mean, we're missing half of the dynamic duo. We're missing our starting cornerback. We've all three games this year. He He's he's not going to come back until after week four. Uh, so Byron Jones. And right. so, I mean, we've we've you know, our our cornerbacks, we still have our shutdown corner. But other than that, they we've been rotating those guys through. And it's basically some young guys. And one guy I wanted to highlight, just some young guys making some really, really good plays. The second-year safety, Javon Holland, he's continuing to be a playmaker, man, on all three levels. They'll rush him off the line. He'll drop back into mid-coverage. He's he's back doing coverage on, you know, on the, some tight ends in this game. And he just – he. Got another uh, strip sack, you know. Strip the uh, Melvin Ingram got got on it. I mean, he he did that a, a week one against New England. Also, Javon Holland, our second year safety. Man, imagine if we when we get uh, both of our you know our Byron Jones back, and we got X on the other side, and then Brandon Jones and and Javon Holland and their safeties and and we're completely healthy in the backfield man that's going to be amazing right. yeah that's going to that's going to be a stout backfield or db uh secondary right exactly for sure exactly so yeah. you i wonder if you, i think you might have to reevaluate uh, or buffalo should reevaluate uh their strategies for throwing throwing uh, the ball that many times maybe they might have tried to shorten that game uh, because they were exhausted and right. uh, all I'm hearing about this week is how hot it was in Miami. And maybe that was an unfair right. advantage for Buffalo. Um, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, Miami, I guess, uh, you know, they, they their players aren't hurt and they don't get bothered by the sun. So <laughs> Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. I guarantee you everybody on that field was exhausted. And, right. and you know, the sun beat them up all day. I mean, who cares? Yes, that's exactly right. In September, that is an advantage for Miami. Go play in Buffalo in December and right. see what kind of advantage they have. You know, right. go play in Lambeau, you know, I mean, in the middle of wintertime. Y- yes, it purposely, the, the design of Hard Rock Stadium is amazing. It puts the other team right in the sun. Even the whole bench is just sitting right in the sun and the Dolphins bench is in the shade. It's purposely designed like that. You have to, <laughs> you have to 
Right. You have, you have to, to take adapt. advantage of that. Yeah, you yeah. have to take yeah, I don't have any problem with that. I'm, I'm, I find it interesting that uh, there's so much salt with the, the Buffalo fans are so salty about uh, uh, whatever. whatever. Every kind of every excuse they can make for uh, being outplayed. Right. Which right. is what happened. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes. Um, outcoached is, is amazing to me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's amazing for this, this rookie head coach that we have to step up and, and to do the, in the first three games, what he did is pretty amazing. So let's outplayed. Let's take a look what, what we talk a lot about the defense and it was uh, Miami's defense did steal the spotlight, but we have this, this guy, this, our number one, Tua went 13 for 18, 186 yards, one touchdowns, no interceptions. Remember, I told you that, Rich. I said if he if he, Bills are too good, if he, if he makes them stupid-ass decisions like he does, it seems like every game, we're not going to be able to come back. And if they would have got – I mean, there was a couple balls, one ball in particular that I remember he threw. It hit the defensive uh, linebacker directly in the chest and bounced out. The dude couldn't catch it. And I was like, whew, that could have been the game right there. And that's what it would have been. Now, the Dolphins defenders also had Josh Allen threw a couple like that, and and they dropped them also. So it was kind of the turnover battle. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was like Tua didn't do it. Tua threw zero interceptions, 123 QBR. But here's the biggest stat that I believe that Tua stepped up and I complained about this so much in the New England game. And it was so great to see he was three for three in the red zone. Anytime no, I, we passed that 20 yard line, he put it in the end zone. And remember against New England, I was like, when we play Buffalo or, or Baltimore, we're not going to be able to settle for three points. We can't, we have to be able to get it in. And he did it. He did it. It was no interceptions three times in the red zone, three times in the end zone. And he still had Jalen Waddle for four receptions, 102 yards. He still had the big plays, two or three big plays. Jalen Waddle, Buffalo, Buffalo's defense did a really good job at shutting Tyreek Hill down, but they spent so much time and energy shutting him down. They left Waddle wide open a couple times, and he just well, you can't play Waddle one on one, and um, they did, and he made them pay for it, and. Tua is dropping dimes. Tua just dropped dimes, you know, and it really gets on my nerves because, you know, all of the main the main broadcast and everybody after this game, nobody talks, oh, Tua, he had an okay game, I guess. He didn't even get 200 yards. You know, it, what, what about those three plays to Waddle that equals, you know, not 80% of, of those yards all in three plays where he just dropped dimes, dropped dimes, dropped dimes. You know what I'm saying? I mean – but and right, yeah, Buffalo is yes, making he, them pick your pick your poison with between uh, Waddle and Hill, uh, right? But two is you know rising to the occasion on that, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right, and, the and, yes, love. and Tua got one touchdown, yes. But running back uh, Edmonds also got two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so I mean, who do you think drove us down to the field? Drove us down to the ten yard line and then handed the ball off to our new star running back. You know what I'm saying? It was Tua. Tua drove us down the field, yep. got us with within uh, 
you know, within range to attack. And that's what we did with the running game. We didn't put it all on Tua, which I love to see. I love to see the balance between let's rush them, you know, and if, if it wasn't, if uh, Chase Edmonds wasn't able to get in, Tua would have threw it. You know what I'm saying? But he was able to get in because our, the Dolphins offensive line played amazing. Man, guys, we're getting, Greg Little, dude, I got to talk about this guy. He's our swing tackle, and he's been starting at right tackle because uh, Austin Jackson is out for the Miami Dolphins. And this guy would not stay on the bench. He was – it seemed like every five minutes they had to to, to cut, you know, take time out to, to – he had a, something wrong with his hand, and he was like, tape it up, tape it up, I'm going back in. You know, and he just kept – he was – he, he just showed. He showed. I don't – I think he's probably going to take the right tackle position from Austin Jackson because if he keeps playing the way he's playing and he's, you know, we talked about how an offensive line, you have to work together as a team. And if there's that much chemistry and they're playing that good, why not just keep Austin Jackson as your swing tackle? And if somebody gets hurt, you can rotate him in because Austin Jackson hasn't played no better than Little's playing right now. And actually I think Little's probably, playing a little better than I've, than I've seen from Austin Jackson. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That was a tall task. You got a uh, Von Miller over there. So. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Yep. Von Miller, man. He's, he'll scare, he'll scare anybody. So. Sure. Yeah. Rightfully so. Hey, I would like to right. mention something about Tua as well. Uh, and I don't know. If, I don't know what your opinion on it is. I'll be curious to see what it is. Uh, I think he took a concussion in that game. You do. Okay. Yeah. That looked like a concussion. Right. They were saying it's his back or something. And it might be. But right. uh, that looked like he got concussed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely hit his head. You've seen, you've seen his head bounce up off of it. Right. Um, what scared me was when he started to walk and then he kind of buckled up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And fell. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely a concussion. That's totally cool. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that that's fine. He's going to have to make it through protocol. And luckily it was right before the half, so they had time to do it, and he wasn't missing a lot of the game. You know, Teddy just come in and take take the Dolphins to the half. But then when it came out that, and I don't know if you heard Tua talk after the game, he was like, no, I fell to my knees because my lower back locked up. I could not move my legs. I lost movement of my leg. Have you ever pinched your lower back, Rich? Like oh, I've yeah. been stuck. I've been stuck on my hands and knees because my lap, my back locked up. So I know exactly what he's talking about. There's, and that's exactly what, when I looked at it again, I was like, Oh, well that makes total sense. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It, I mean, it's possible. So, it's possible, yeah. but I, I, I'm with you. I mean, you see, you do see he hit his head and yeah. you do see the sort of that, uh, uh, certainly a day's day's look there when he's trying to regroup himself there. Right. And, and, huh. and I mean, they made him clear pro, um, uh, protocol, concussion protocol. Sure. So, Which, be, be, right. At halftime. So, before he could come back in. So, they, I think they covered a little bit, of, you know, they covered everything. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what the investigation that's going on. We're going to get to that news from the East um, with uh, the NFLPA is investigating that whole thing. And, and that's cool. Let him investigate as long as Miami did what they were supposed to do. Right. Then I, that's totally awesome. They're just yeah. doing their job. You know what I'm saying? They seen one of their members. It's the players association. They seen one of his members get hurt. And then 20 minutes later, come back in the game. And they were like, Oh, did y'all handle that? Right. So, I mean, that's yeah. totally cool. 
They're just doing yeah, their job, which is awesome. Right, and that and that's what they're supposed to do. Um, I I know for quarterbacks, I think they get a little bit more leeway on that concussion protocol. I know for right. a fact. Uh, and I remember one time uh, a couple of years ago, I think where Dak Dak Prescott sure looked like he got concussed, and he cleared protocol as well. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely a yeah. If it's his back, he. Uh, that's a possibility. Yes. But. Yeah, uh, it's coming coming out. He has a couple of injuries now. His back, um, I believe, his ankle. Uh, but he he announced, you know, he said today that he's planning on playing on Thursday. So, yep. So we'll we'll see. And and hasn't you know? There's been no more talks, at least from him, about concussion. He was like, I mean, he he came in that you know the after the game, he came out and said, no, it wasn't wasn't a concussion. I didn't feel woozy my back locked up. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had your back locked up? So, you know, yeah, but that's, it's, it's feasible. That's kind of right. Exactly. But, um, but still for him to hang out there and uh, hang around and uh, play the entire game. I like, I, I like the toughness. Yeah. 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 I like, I like the toughness from Tua that we're seeing. I like the mistake free Tua. I love the, the Tua playing within itself, not forcing balls in, into two, tight of spots Tua, um I, I i loved it i love seeing it i love the big play Tua. you know he's i understand that those big plays are because jalen waddle and and uh tyreek hill and yeah that's awesome he's taking advantage of somebody has to throw them the ball and he's the yep. one doing it and he's the one making them look really good or they're making him look really good they're basically working together as a team and and that's pretty yeah. amazing to the, the only other thing I have to say is kind of not even about the game, but it is about the game, if that makes sense. And that is, it feels like the Baltimore game, we were like, okay, in, in my opinion, I believe Baltimore should win the North, right? The AFC North. And so I'm like, okay, in my opinion, you're going up against a playoff team, a division leader. Can you beat them? And they, you know, they struggled the whole game. Um you know, Lamar Jackson and his Baltimore Ravens played amazing and they were able to come back. And I was like, oh, wow, wait a minute. Hold up. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. So you could beat a division leader. And then the next week we were like, okay, well, let's just do a litmus test. Can you beat the best team in the NFL? The team that through two weeks have played better than anyone else, maybe other than Kansas City, but can you beat them? And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to hang out, you know, hang with them all game. We're going to hang with them. And then Tua takes that, you know, the drive down the field and we take the lead. And and then the defense steps up again, just like they did against Baltimore. And I'm like, wow, okay. Okay, that's pretty good. Now, can you beat a team on a short week that is last year? I mean, last year's AFC champions right? Mm-hmm. And has just as much star power as you do, right? Has just as much, they're wide receivers. They're probably the team, in my opinion, maybe other than the Eagles, have wide receivers just as good as Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And, and you have that in Cincinnati. So can you do that on a short week? Can you do that hurt, beat up, and hang with these guys and do it on the road, right? Uh, like, I don't have a lot of confidence when Miami goes up to Buffalo. Of course, I'm going to root for him, 
You know what I'm saying? But that's, I wouldn't be surprised if that was an L. I mean, it's a very hard team on the road and they're very talented. Well, that's what we get in week four. We get a very good team that had kind of a slow start, but really they haven't, I mean, in week three, they finally played like they were capable of, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think they kind of proved with, and that's one of the games we're going to highlight because it was a AFC or the NFL East team an AFC East team that they played this week. I think Joe, Joe Burrow's back. You know what I'm saying? So can the dolphins, you know, can ha, it, it, to me, it's just another test. And that was pretty cool. I said that when we did the September preview was the first four weeks are rough, dude. For mm-hmm. first four weeks are, oh, yeah. I mean, New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, and Cincinnati is not an easy way to start to start the year. So, right, you could you could actually be zero and four with that schedule for sure. Right, That's exactly. Brutal. And I do, yeah. I agree with you. I think Cincinnati's got to be uh, Cincinnati's wide receiver core and Miami's wide receiver core is probably one and two, whatever order you yeah. put them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I would be comfortable with whatever order you put them in. So, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put Philly there though. You wouldn't. Okay. No. All right, well, let, let, no. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's talk about uh, that game. We had Eagles taking on Washington. Um, Eagles came up big, twenty-four to eight. What did yeah. you What you get from this game? Well, this was one of my predictions that uh, this would be the Carson Wentz revenge game, uh, but this was Carson Wentz wet his pants game because <laughs> he right. was terrible he was absolutely unbelievably bad uh right philly nine sacks in that game yeah nine carson Wentz got sacked nine times go go right. watch the highlights of these sacks he is a statue he's standing in mud um he he uh, i i He's got to do something. If you're an NFL quarterback, you're getting that kind of pressure. You need to get rid of the ball. He's he's way beyond uh, a, a rookie making rookie decisions out there. Right, but, exactly. Uh, uh, he just held on to the ball forever. Um, the Eagles, 24-8, to eight, like you said, they scored all 24 points in the second quarter. <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I think eventually they'll, they'll be if, – if they're a legit offensive – juggernaut like the bills or uh kansas city if you want to put them up there like that you got to score more than one quarter right <laughs> but exactly. i noticed this is, this seems to be a trend with philly now they could coach themselves out of that and become more consistent on their on their drive so that their scoring is more even right throughout the game uh it does seem like they could just explode and then they uh, they're quiet the rest of the game uh, right so, uh, let's see what else I got. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, 22 for 35, 62%. He had three touchdowns. Um, I will say the uh, um, a touchdown to Smith was pretty sweet. Yeah, I Smith, Smith, I was going to say that Smith had a big game, didn't he? Yeah, Smith had, Smith had a – he only had one touchdown, but he's uh, – uh, oh, I didn't write a stance down, but – Pretty impressive. That's probably one of his yeah. best games so far as a pro, I think. Yeah, uh, definitely. Smith. Um, but, yeah, the defense was all over Washington's defense. I'm kind of looking forward to Micah going back there. <laughs> I think Michael right. get eight sacks by himself. Uh, right, exactly. But um, uh, Washington, they're in a bad – they're in bad shape. You know, at the end of the game, uh, as uh, 
Jalen Hurts is walking off the field. You could hear, even though this is Washington, you could hear chants of MVP for uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, right. I'm not saying that. But if you're going to give him love for that, give it to Tua. Why doesn't he get MVP talk? He's three and right. zero. He just he he beat a lot better team than Washington. Um, Numbers are so, quite a bit different. <laughs> well, quite right. a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, so. the reason why they're the reason why they're chanting MVP is because Jalen Hurts' numbers right now are similar to Lamar Jackson's numbers. Uh, which are a whole lot more than Tua's numbers. <laughs> so, and and it's the combination of run and pass. You know, um, both of them have you know pretty pretty amazing pretty amazing stats. We are actually going to get into that later on. Right. Well, I mean, uh, either it, probably Thursday we were going to take a look at that. But yeah, no, no. Jalen Hurst is is he's having a really good beginning of the year. I I understand and i i you know what you said on thursday thursday's podcast that every now and then you still see that alabama quarterback right and so i i watched uh part of this game i watched the high all of the the condensed version of this game and i decided to watch it in that mindset right i seen what you're talking about i see what you were talking about and you could see it from time to time um but he has gotten a lot better at going through his reads and then running. You know what I'm saying? Where last year it was just run, 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 run. You know, I mean, they had the best running team in, in the league last year. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because they he ran so much and they had the good running backs. And, and But he he is looking to throw now. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's a little bit of growth. That's a, I, I'm just taking last year versus this year. And you can see, I think you can see the growth. And this year is still really, really early. It's only, you know, three weeks into the year. And I I think the whole MVP thing is, is I think he's put himself in that argument right now in three weeks. But he, he would have to continue to grow all season. And can he do that? That's what uh, Philadelphia wants to know. That's what they want to know. Will you, can you continue to grow or have you hit, you know, your ceiling and, and that's the difference. And, uh, right. If he continues to grow teams. Yeah. And he has to, he has to beat some good teams. I mean, he's beat, right. Exactly. Uh, uh, Detroit, I think is probably the best team that they've beaten. Uh, although they, I think they still have a losing record and Minnesota does not, but Minnesota just played terrible that game. Lions, Lions, Vikings, and Washington. Were the three yeah. teams that they beat, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, if he's six and zero, seven and zero, exactly. Uh, so. You know, well, and, and that's my, that's my whole point. To get there, he's going to have to continue to grow. He's going to have yeah. to continue to grow because their schedule gets a whole lot harder. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it gets right. a whole so, lot harder, and and so yeah, that's a, that's I say I just say. As far as Jalen Hurts is concerned right now, it's kind of for me, it's kind of a wait and see, you know, kind of thing. And it, like you said, if he if he beats three pretty damn good teams and he has these three, you know, lower teams uh victories over them also, I'm like, well, okay, let's let's watch that growth. How how's his he has two really good wide receivers, man? I mean, that's a you know, there is somebody said. 
I can't remember. It was in an article. I believe it was a Philadelphia player. They said, um, we don't have a one and two wide receiver. We have two ones. And I was like, uh, or two twos. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, or two yeah. one A's. Two one A's. Right. I don't know. Uh, AJ Brown's solid, but he, you know, he didn't even have a thousand yards last year. So, right. I mean, I, I wouldn't put him as like, certainly put, look at Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Look at their numbers this year. Right. You know, they're, they're separating. Those are number, those are two number one receivers. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I believe, have uh, one of the best tandems at wide receiver also. And in my opinion, I believe you would – those three teams would be one, two, and three, um, with Eagles being three. That's that's just in my opinion. Uh, and does Smith and Brown have something to prove this year? You know, they, they got to win the hearts of everybody. They – you know, I mean uh, – Smith has had a really good game. Brown's had one really good game. So let's just see if they go, you know, go back and forth. Um, I would like to see them pull off something similar to, um, to what Tyreek and Jalen Waddle did against Baltimore, you know, where they both step up and can they both be seen? Does Jalen Hurts have the ability to read that? you know, to read the defense when he has both of them shining high and not just one of them covered and one of them busting free from a one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting yeah, to see. Right, because uh, I feel like both of those players, in A.J. Brown and, and Smith, you can take away one of them. You know, you right. can take away Smith. He's small. Uh, you just have to, if, you know, you have to have speed on your DBs. But, uh, yeah, uh, and I, I believe the week that – uh, AJ Brown had the big game. That's what they did was just shut Smith down. That's what they yeah. did. Just shut him down. But you can't really leave the other guy one-on-one because <laughs> he has the ability. And if you leave Smith one-on-one uh, this week, that's what he was one on. He was on one-on-one matchups all game. And, you know, he do got close to 200 yards. You know what I'm saying? So he had a hell of a game. Yeah. So. yeah. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, I, I think it's a little early for the MVP chance or the, yeah. The super love and go beat some. I think uh, it's very, very Eagles for that to happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? For for that all early like that. I want to see him grow. I'm like you. Yeah. So, all right, let's take a look at the Bengals Jets game. Uh, Bengals won this pretty easy, 27 to 12. Even though the Jets defense continues to stop the run, dude. I mean, they did a great job. They only allowed. The Bengals, who normally has a pretty decent running game, um, 69 yards rushing. That's it. So that's pretty good. And that's just about the only thing good that I could say about the Jets this game because everything else was terrible. Well, I still think their defense is pretty surprisingly better than you would think for the Jets. Uh, Sauce Gardner's numbers guarding uh, uh, Jamar Chase were pretty impressive. I think uh, he limited Chase to one, one catch maybe. Yep, uh, he had yeah. uh, and no no big plays. That was the thing. Jamal uh, Sauce Gardner ended the day with four tackles, one of them a tackle for loss, two pass breakups. On the other side, Chase uh, Jamar Chase had six receptions, twenty nine yards. So that's pretty good because Sauce was on him all day. But the one time Sauce wasn't on him, Jamar Chase got a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so right, he yeah, did get can... one touchdown. But if you look at that touchdown. Sauce Gardner's nowhere around. He's on the other side of the field. So yeah. it was uh he should have just kept him on him, dude. Maybe they wouldn't have got that touchdown because 
Yeah, Sauce Gardner played really good, and the defense was able to stop the run. That's that's yeah. what you could say really good about the Jets. I, I think Sauce Gardner, he's gonna be he's he's gonna be a Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. It sure I, looks like I it. Sure looks like yeah, it. I do too. Uh, Cincinnati is backed against the wall there. They were they were on two. They had to win that game. Yeah. Uh yeah. so uh they did. Uh see how much they left have they see how much they have left in the tank for Thursday night's game coming off a short week. Uh right. could be could be good. But they do go play at home. So uh, right. As far as offense, I believe that it's safe to say that Joe Burrow is back. <laughs> I mean, I would at least against a team uh, similar, you know, like the Jets. You know, at least a a good up and coming defense. I mean, Joe Burrow's numbers were amazing: twenty three for thirty six, two hundred and seventy five yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And here's what we were getting at: that's not to uh, one guy that's uh uh tyler boyd had four receptions 105 yards t higgins five receptions 93 yards you know what i'm saying and that yeah. is with jamar chase taking sauce gardner out of the picture because sauce gardner did a good job that's why jamar chase didn't get good numbers but you still have the other guys you know in higgins and boyd that can step up that are you know, definitely yeah. one B's. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. That, that's a great and, receiving uh, core. And Joe Burrow does like to throw amazing. the ball. Uh, right. His offensive line is going to get him killed, of course. But uh, yeah, that offensive line, yeah. man. I thought they thought they had that fixed, and they definitely don't. He's taken way it's, too many hits. Yeah. I feel like the offensive line is your hardest thing to fix on a football team. You know, you yeah. got to get you got to get some nice draft picks. You got draft. You got to spend resources. Uh, yeah, but uh, which is, you know, they would definitely be Team Forty Burger if they if they could pull that pull an offensive line out. Yeah, so. yeah, I think the offensive line, uh, the Bengals defense had a pretty good game, but the Jets offense just uh, Joe Flacco just did had, an, yeah, had another. Had miracle, but... Yeah, yeah, I, I think the week two was kind of not the norm for Joe Flacco. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he hit. Yeah, that was their, they, uh, they, they used up all their magic in week two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. They, they should have, should have yeah, definitely again, kept some of that magic around. So. Yeah. And, they, and again, Cincinnati being a desperate team they're I mean, they're on the ropes. Their, their right. all season is going to be shot if they were on three, I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Next game we're going to look at is the, Lamar Jackson and his Baltimore Ravens go to Gillette Stadium to take on the Pats. Uh, Ravens won 37 to 26. Man, Lamar Jackson. Man, Lamar Jackson. Give him the MVP. There's, you know, talk wow. about MVP. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I, he's, our, he's one I want already, but yeah, uh, I, I think he's, he's, if he keeps playing the way he's played through three weeks, he's going to win another one. And wouldn't that be funny that he he wins the MVP the year he's not under contract? It wouldn't or, be funny uh, if you're Baltimore because he ain't going to be playing there probably. Or if he but, is, you're going to you're going to have to give him ownership of the, some of the teams. <laughs> Lamar Jackson had another monster game: eighteen for twenty nine, two hundred and eighteen yards, four touchdowns. He did have one interception with a QBR of one ten. But he also ran 11 times for another 107 yards and a touchdown. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, wow. This yeah, man, he's, a, he's such a weapon. He is a legit weapon that's just so hard to defend. Um, and that's I, – I think if you're, you know, going back to Philadelphia, if you're Philadelphia, if you remember Lamar Jackson in his first couple of years, he had to kind of progress as a thrower also. You know, I mean, when he was – when he first started – he was run first, run first. Unless you're wide open, he's running. You know what I'm saying? And he progressed and really grew. Now he is, I would take, if you take his legs away, I would still take his arm against the top, top tier quarterbacks in the NFL. Lamar Jackson yeah. is, is as good a thrower as any other quarterback in the NFL. You know, I agree. And I agree with that. His he can, arm run, he can run for another hundred yards for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. so yeah, if he, he if he breaks one, he he can go 50, 60, 70 yards without being touched. Right, um, exactly. So he yeah, he's so dangerous that way. I feel like uh, you know, uh, he, even though he was like a, a little bit more of a run first type quarterback, he's right. he's got such a good arm. He can throw off balance and still put some heat on it. So Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, I have no, nothing nothing but props for uh uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. The as far as the Pats are concerned, the Patriots. The Patriots defense. They had another good game. I mean, really, they did. They they played a really good game. They even gave um, their offense a chance to come back and win the game early in the fourth quarter. They re- they created a fumble a fumble recovery <laughs> and. The Pats offense just holy moly. They just continue to struggle, man. They just it was terrible. Um they yeah, were this was they, actually they, this was this was actually a really good competitive game there, uh, up until uh Mac Jones definitely got hurt, but I mean they right. were kind of losing at that point too, but um but still yeah, yeah they just they I, thought were, they, I thought New England played pretty tough with Baltimore there. So yeah, yeah, they they hung with them. That's what I was saying. They their defense played really good. They were sticking it. You know, they hung around. If you can hang around with Baltimore, that's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's pretty awesome. That's all they can ask. You know, all they can ask of you. And their defense proved that that they're a different level than your average tier defense. You know, uh, uh, yeah. for for and the good thing is it was for two weeks in a row they've done that now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in week. Week two, I was saying, oh, oh, Belichick's back. You know, here's his defense. He showed back up. Well, he did it again. And late in the fourth quarter, the game actually came down to the fourth quarter. And they had a chance to come back. The problem is, is their offense is nowhere near as good as their defense. And they're not, they weren't able to take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you had Mac Jones through an interception in the, in the back corner of the end zone, right? Yeah, that's probably as a, you know it was kind of on him and then and then of course the and then of course um what was not on him at all was that Aguilar uh you know it should have been an easy catch and run and it, instead it was a catch and fumble you know what i'm saying and that kind of killed the game for him but th- their offense had it's you can't beat a team like Baltimore and have four turnovers you can't do it it's too much to come back from you know what i'm saying i mean it's hard Tua had two and took an amazing, a miracle uh, comeback in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? And with two turnovers. So uh, you can't turn the ball over four times. Um, In the end, Mac Jones, he went 22 for 32, 321 yards, but he had 
three interceptions, no touchdowns, and was sacked three times, only had a QBR of 62. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's really bad. The good news for their for the Pats offense, though, Devontae Parker, he had a he had a nice game, man. He went uh five receptions. It was five out of ten, though. So I don't know how good that is. He he caught 50% of the balls that was thrown to him. Five out of ten, but for 156 yards. That was, you know, so that was good. But if you got Aguilar over there fumbling the ball after he catches it, and Mac Jones throwing interception after interception, I don't, you know, I don't know how you expect to win games. So right, they would have they had needed a much more better efficient game for sure. Yeah, because Baltimore is always going to be a challenge. Exactly. If they whoever they play. Right. Exactly. And and if they have a chance, if New England is going to have a chance this year to, to do anything, we're going to have to see that offense step it up. We're going to have to, because the offense even, they're not playing clean enough or good enough to allow that really good defense to carry them even. You know what right. I'm saying? If, if sure. they weren't turning the ball over, if they were just playing sufficient, and not turning the ball over, that defense is good enough to carry an offense like that. But an offense, you know, the, the defense can't can't create turnovers, get the ball back for you, and you and you can't be efficient with it, you know, or you turn around like they did and sit there and turn it, give it back to them twice, you know, and create your own turnovers. You know, you can't do it. You got to at least be a decent offense. And we, in my opinion, in three weeks, have not seen a New England Patriots decent offense. So, and that's pretty yeah. sad. Yeah, they need to get Mac Jones uh, better receivers than Nelson Aguilar because. Um, well, that's why. That's why yeah. the good news was Devonte Parker actually had a good game. So maybe, yeah. maybe if Devonte can get <laughs> if they can get him going and and he can get some rhythm with Mac Jones, then you know, right. and they got Aguilar, and you got you know, but I mean, you're sitting there with you know a bunch of twos and threes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's makes it kind of rough. yeah. It, it's it's hard. Uh, and what's the deal with uh, Mac Jones? Uh, are they saying high it, ankle sprain? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I the the Patriots camp is so good at just saying, you know what we're saying? We're saying fuck you. It's none of your business, and we're not going to tell you until right, right before the game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's that's ultimately the way. Belichick's camp works is he's like it's none of your damn business. I don't have to tell you right now, and I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I, we don't don't know. I we know that he's hurt. We were going to talk about this in news from the east, but we know that he suffered an ankle injury. We know that it's a severe high ankle sprain, which is and the worst thing you can get. Right, which is yeah. the worst. Well, the worst you could get. So that did come out. And the and but then that was followed up with might miss time, you know, and that's it, right? Right, instead of saying six we, to eight weeks, is which, which right. is probably well, what it's going to be weeks, three to four weeks, right. three to three to six. You know, the, the, he's not going to tell you until he has to tell you. Eventually, yeah. they have to release, you know, they have to release and they have to figure out what to do for that quarterback. You know, he, I think it's pretty obvious he is going to miss time just how much time and that's can really affect, you know, it can really affect a really struggling offense anyway. So, so who knows, who knows? Uh, There was Uh, another team that uh, played on Monday night and their quarterback went down. 
but they're backup quarterback. That's the backup quarterback you want. Monday night, 8.15 p.m. in MetLife Stadium. Cowboys took on the Giants. What do you got, Rich? Yep. Uh, well, speaking of MVPs, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, where's Saquon Cooper Barkley? Saquon Barkley, really? MVP, <laughs> Saquon Barkley? He had a good game. Uh, he had a good game yesterday, but uh, uh, you had to like that 35-yard touchdown run, 38 yards, whatever it was. That was a beautiful route. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it was pretty. Beautiful rush by uh, by him. A uh, little known fact, uh, uh, Saquon Barkley has played, played the Cowboys seven different times, and he's 0-7 against the Cowboys. Yeah, but but he always has these fantastic runs. He has fantastic moves. He does amazing things sometimes. Uh, But he just they don't don't lose because of him. (laughs) No, they don't lose because of him. And uh, right, uh, uh, the Giants have been you know they've kind of been mid mid to bad for five or six years. Uh, But for that game, I think you have to talk about Dallas's defense to start off with. Um, Yeah, their defense. Totally, you know, took a um, uh, Danny Dimes, you know, out of the game, uh, except for his running ability, which he does have good running ability. Uh, he was able to be affected that way, but uh, Demarcus Lawrence three sacks as yeah. a, as a team. I think we got six sacks. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are leading the NFL right now in sacks. We have uh, right. we have uh, thirteen of them. Total, I think I got this written down here. Um, yeah, thirteen sacks. Uh, Philadelphia is in, in second place, by the way. Although they got eight sacks in one game, so I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you get you get eight sacks against Carson Wentz. You should. That's a, you need an asterisk there. <laughs> right, it skews the numbers a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it blows them up, but that's okay. Right. Um, Michael was sick yesterday, but he still played a pretty good game, even though he didn't have any sacks. His pressure rate was crazy. Um, yeah. He used uh, uh, he used the goat uh, Michael Jordan as his inspiration. He did. He, yeah. he did. He, he tweeted the, uh, a clip from the uh, flu game. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, food poisoning game. We know. Yeah. Well, hindsight. Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't saying that at the time, though. It was like, right. No, not it, at all. It was an amazing Michael Jordan flu game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but you and, know and Michael, it, Michael Jordan's goat. Uh, uh, Michael Parsons is the goat. <laughs> so it, it makes it makes sense. It's a good analogy. Right. Uh, Trayvon Diggs picked up his first interception of the year, so that was good. He he literally almost had a pick six in that game too. That ball went right through his hands. It was it was pretty remarkable. Well, and, yeah, uh, and the the timing of that pick, he won the game for him. I mean, he yeah, won, yeah, he, he went that, that closed the game. That was an amazing. I mean, the game the game was close. It was only twenty three to sixteen. The game right. was close all game. I loved it. It was like that oh. old school good defense. You know what I'm saying, and then right. and then one team, you know, they got they both got a got a field goal apiece, and then they missed a field goal apiece, and then you know New York said, "Well, hell with you, we're going to go down and score." And Dallas was like, "Okay, well, we're going to go down and score." And you know, what I, was, I mean, it was like, "Damn, damn, oh, yeah. damn!" I was like, "This is awesome, man!" It just really good defense. So yeah, like for me as a Cowboy fan, I, I always felt like, I felt like throughout the whole game that they were going to win it. But right. yeah, New York, the Giants didn't roll over, and they were always within striking difference. And like I said, they even had a seven-point lead at one point in the game there. Right, but exactly. then you got to talk about Cooper Rush, and right. uh, he's three and zero as a starter yep. in the NFL. Uh, 
he's a guy that does play mistake free. He had no interceptions, no sacks yesterday either. No, no, yeah, no interceptions, no sacks. Um, his percentage was uh, really good. Um, yeah, he uh, went twenty-one for thirty-one, two hundred and fifteen yards and one touchdown. That's yeah, and he does crazy. not run. zero zero interceptions, zero interceptions, zero interceptions, zero rushing yards as well. The guy does not run, <laughs> which yeah, is no, okay. No, he's but, not, uh, he's, he's not a runner. He's not a runner, but he does play within himself, which is uh, pretty savvy on his part, and is making him super effective. I don't know if you remember, he threw a beautiful pass to uh, uh, C.D. Lamb that C.D. Lamb just yeah. dropped. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. This was a big play because that was that was not a touchdown. It was going to be close to a touchdown. You were going to be within right. probably five or ten yards. Uh, but he whiffed on it. That ball went right through his – I mean, it was right there. It couldn't have been a better throw. Uh, he was wide open, had nobody around him, right? Which is which is rare because he's he's usually been double teamed or so. Um, yeah, and he had a he actually had a good game. He ended the game with eight receptions, eighty seven yards, and a and a touchdown. That that beautiful one handed catch, left handed too. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was pretty amazing. Right, which was really what was interesting was that after he dropped that pass, that. Uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs and I think uh, Demarcus Lawrence both went over and talked to him. And was like, "Hey, you're our guy. You're going to get other passes." Uh, right. Kind of kept him in the game, and then he came back and just had a great single-handedly scored a touchdown on that drive. Basically, with uh, right. completing a fourth, fourth and four, that was a great catch as well. Uh, right. The catch that got him to the one-yard line was great, and then that touchdown reception, which he hasn't had a touchdown in a, in quite a while, honestly, almost a full yeah, year. Yeah, he. He was the star of that drive, which was pretty yeah. awesome. Right, pretty he awesome. played like a he played like a number one wide receiver at that point. Um, right. uh, Michael Gallup did not play. We were teased all week about hey, he, uh, Gallup was going to return this game, but he did not play. He didn't make the team. Uh, it didn't make the fifty three man on the game day team. I do look for him to come back, but uh, somebody that did play was Jason Peters. I uh, seen that he was in there for. Uh, a few played, plays, wasn't he? he? He played 14 snaps. They brought him in on the third series. Um, his very first play, he put... There you go. You're a, getting some love. Rush, MVP. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, his first play as a offensive guard, he put a block on this linebacker and just opened up a gaping hole for uh, uh, Tony Pollard, who took it 45 yards. You know, didn't score a touchdown on it, but uh, right. Our offensive line looks way better with Jason Peters in it. So yeah, yeah, uh, I thought he, so too. He only played 14 snaps, but uh, he said he's he's could have played the whole game if he wanted to. Maybe. Okay. All right. uh, so the, the conditioning's but, coming along. Then that's awesome. He, uh, yeah, I, he looked fine to me uh, yesterday. I mean, uh, so I think maybe next week he might be up for a full game. Um, okay. I think he needs to. I, I would prefer him to play tackle and move. Tyler Smith into the uh, left guard position, which is what mm -hmm. they were kind of intending to, to do this year. Yeah. But Tyler Smith has been playing tackle great. He's yeah. been he's yeah. been really solid out there. He's made some rookie mistakes with like some false starts and stuff, but mm -hmm. uh no pressures. He's not giving up any pressures. And uh the Cowboys may have drafted the best offensive tackle in the draft last year. Because the the number one tackle played last night as well. That was Evan Neal, and right. he got worked. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just got he he got worked. Uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence was abusing him, uh, and then uh, 
compared to Smith, who's playing left tackle, which is a harder position even playing the blind side. Uh, on passing and running downs, he's he looks good. He's not going to give up that job. He's not going to let right. anybody take it away, even possibly Tyron Tyron Smith when he comes back if he makes it back from uh, uh, his hamstring injury. So, so there's a lot of question marks. Like we talked about before the season started with uh, the Cowboys, their offensive line was shaky. That seems to come around. It looks pretty good now. I think we're going to be we're going to be a solid offensive line with the with Jason Peters holding down that left left guard spot, and Tyler Smith being such playing above expectations. But uh, our center Tyler Biash, uh all season he's played above average or above expect above expectations. So he's been a nice surprise. So our offensive line is really coming around and might really you know be in great shape by the time Dak comes back. Um, surprisingly, right. like we might have cured we might have cured our uh, offensive line problems and our kicking problem. Uh, uh, Brett Maher. Uh, yeah, Maher. Been- Three for four. Three, Three for four. four. Yeah, he's, and the one that he missed was a 59-yarder at the end of half. It was just yep. uh, throw it up there and see if it works. Yeah, yep. he, both kickers had a good game. Uh, but that's his first kick, first missed kick of the season. He's been, yeah, that's he's pretty been really awesome. solid. Um, yep. His second second tier with uh, with Dallas. The um, one thing that stood out to me in this game, where you, you said Cooper Rush was – not a mobile quarterback. Well, you don't need a mobile quarterback when you got Tony Pollard rushing 13 times, 13 carries for 105 yards, Elliott for another 15 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. Here's the thing that I liked, and this is what really stood out to me. Okay, we said Cooper Rush went 21 for 31. Okay, so 31 passes. And you add, let's do some quick math, 28. So, they threw the ball 31 times and ran the ball 28 times. I love that balance. I love yeah. that balance. Get a get rid of the quick the trick plays and this and that and this and keep a healthy freaking balance. Just like that, you got two good running backs, really good running backs, and you just keep that healthy balance, put the rested guy up there, and throw it as much times as you run it that. Is good. That looks really good for Dallas. That looks really, really good. And I think yeah. when Dak does come back, that's really going to help him if they can stick to that balance and get away from that stupid game plan they always seem to come up with. The mess. Yeah, that. Yeah, I got to give credit to uh, Kellen Moore for for yeah. finally, Great. finally after four years of Tony Pollard uh, being there, that they finally have a way to use him. <laughs> right. Outside exactly. of because typically all they did was just using the. Uh, come in and relieve Zeke, but right. we want to see both of those players on the field because they're both dynamic and they're. We both- talked about this week one. Maybe he watched our yeah. podcast and was like, "Oh shit, these guys are right. We need to fix this." Right, and, and you, you know, know, in a kind of an irony, <laughs> irony kind of way. Yeah, exactly. In an in a ironic way, uh, without Dak being there, I feel like Kellen Moore has to. He has to make this adjustment. You know, uh, quit trying to pay, draw plays up for heroes. You know, this is right. going to be a hero exactly. play for Dak. This is going to be a hero play for Amari or CD. You know, right. you're going to make this great play uh, by keeping it simple and kind of maybe dumbing it down a little bit. Right. Just use what use your the tools in your toolbox and right. use them the way they're built to be used. Don't don't use a wrench for a screwdriver. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So uh, yeah, or, or don't you know? Yeah, don't, don't always go try to find that fancy tool 
when you could just use a regular tool. You know what I'm saying? Right. And get back exactly. to basic. Your defense is good enough to carry you. Keep, keep let let the defense carry you. Keep a balanced game on offense. You know what I'm saying? And right. and this team will go far. I guarantee you. Now on the other side of the ball, we got to take a look at the other side of the ball. Um, Jones went 24 37, 196 yards, zero touchdowns. That killed him. He did rush nine times for another 79 yards, so that's pretty good. But then he had the one INT that interception killed him and lost the game for him. Basically, lost the game for him. Uh, I, I feel bad for Giants fans, uh, after this game, because I've I watched Tua do it. I've watched him do it over the last couple of years. You know, he threw that w- one pick too many times. You know what I'm saying? It was like, damn it, you just gave the game away. And our defense hung in there the whole damn game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and the Giants were right there. You know, they were down by seven. And they were coming down the field. And then you just, well, you know, you yeah, have a really good defense. And you just have to, you have to be yeah. a little bit better, you know. Yeah, that was a really a tough break for Jones because uh, that was the play that uh, uh, Shepard got injured on. Uh, right. So he yeah. just fell down. He yeah. just fell down. Who, in the, who uh, is uh, a little bit of news from the East mixed in with yeah. the takeaways? Uh, he's out for the season. That's so sad. Yeah. Shepard is, you know, out. Yeah, and he, he had a uh, – I think he had an Achilles heel last year that he was recover- still recovering from. But, uh, right. yeah, Daniel Jones' athleticism is uh, – it's as good as anybody's. I'll tell you what, uh, he doesn't get praised as being a running quarterback like Hertz or Lamar Jackson. And he might not right. be that. He might not be as good as Jackson. But, uh, right. but, uh, his scrambling ability gave, gave Dallas some problems yesterday. Uh, yeah. I'll say something about Dallas's defense here. They've only given up three touchdowns the entire season, no more than okay. one per game. So, okay. the, uh, yeah, Dallas's offense with uh, if they can just put up 19 points a game, they're going to be hard to beat. Right. That's, with 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 the defense playing the way they are, but uh, Saquon Barkley, man, that touchdown run was a thing of beauty. <laughs> yeah, like he, yeah, and that I, that's why we wanted to take a look at him because I did say on Thursday for the Giants to win this game, Saquon Barkley was going to have to have a big game because Daniel Jones can't carry him by himself. I I knew that. Uh, I I also knew that Daniel Jones had the ability to lose the game for him. You know what I'm saying? And so I, he didn't need to be doing that. But Saquon Barkley had 14 carries for 81 yards, that one really, really, really nice play, um, and he got one touchdown. So he had a pretty good game. It needed to be a little bit better. But even that that good of a game, they hung in there. They hung in there. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It so it's pretty good. Yeah, maybe, they- maybe that last play they should have gave it to Saquon instead of letting Daniel Jones throw it. You know, and maybe it wouldn't have been picked off and would have went for a touchdown and we would have went to overtime. And I mean, who knows, you know, what if and what if I I just have when you're not the superior team or when you're playing a defense as good as the Dallas Cowboys. I really believe in putting the ball in your best players hands and just see what happens. But he's he's your best shot. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And the Giants, you know, need to smarten up and realize that Daniel Jones is not their best player. Daniel Jones, you're hoping, is going to be a, a quarterback that it, that can be a system quarterback, a mediocre quarterback that has some legs. So on short yardage stuff, 
you know, you can have some design runs in there for him to get the first down, things like that. But Saquon Barkley needs to be touching the ball. I don't care if it's on a reverse. I don't care if it's on a, you know, a design runs just two yards out and let him do whatever he can do after that. You have to put the the ball in the hands of your best player. And Saquon Barkley is by far the best offensive player that they have on this team so I, I agree and the giants are really struggling with wide receivers they don't not have any wide receivers no that's what shepherd going down is such yeah. a big deal i mean right, shepherd right. is he a was, great guy he's a great guy he's a number two maybe a number three you know a number two or two or three wide receiver but that's a huge deal for the giants because the giants don't have a whole lot you know what i'm saying they don't have right. good wide yeah, receivers and that's you know yeah. i i right i I'm looking way ahead, but I guarantee you that they draft one this year. So there you go. Oh, yeah. that, uh, that's my uh, that's my prediction. In the first round, the Giants take a one of the star wide receivers that are going to be coming out. Yeah, so, yeah. And one more thing, interesting thing about the Giants, I thought uh, they they really came in with the strategy of doing a hurry up offense, like from the very beginning of the game. They yeah. they uh, uh, I don't think they can go toe to toe with Dallas defense, but uh, keeping keeping Dallas from swapping players out on defense, keeping them on the line of scrimmage there. Uh, I think it was a pretty effective strategy. I'll, I'll be surprised if Dallas doesn't see a lot more of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that kind of that kind of helped, especially containing the best defensive player because it didn't give them a, the ability to switch him around and line him up. And, and I mean, he, he was still able to do it a couple times, right. but he did it a couple times, not eight times like he did the game before, you know what I'm right. saying? And so maybe, yeah. maybe that, that, that upbeat pace is what you got to do to keep that, you know, to keep Dan Quinn back on his heels and not being able to, to line things up. Cause it, it, I'll tell you right now, if you stop with those weapons that, that Dan Quinn has, if you just stop and let him line up his best defense against your best offense, good luck with that, buddy. Because right. you better you better have uh, some major superstars out there. So and a really yeah, good I, offensive I, line to hold those boys back. So yeah, I agree. And they did use Micah Parsons a lot more at linebacker to to kind of negate uh, Saquon Barkley's right. effectiveness right. because we did they, we did they like that, that sideline to sideline. Right. We did mention that that defense got five sacks, right? Uh, I wanted yeah. to make sure we met. Yeah, we, yeah we, I said six, but yeah, it's five. Uh, yeah, five three, of, three of them by D-Law. He had yeah, zero, exactly. zero, zero sacks coming game. into the game. Yeah, he he went off. And he missed the entire third quarter, too, because he, yeah. he had a foot injury that he, you know, he came back from. But, uh, yeah, he went from zero to three, you know, uh, one of the top NFL sack leaders in one game. That's so, awesome. yeah, but really he – Really cool. Uh, he he was great, but uh, yeah. So it was a good All game. Right. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very old school. It wasn't like the uh, yeah. A game doesn't need to be fifty five to fifty three to be a good fight game for sure. Right, exactly. All right, sounds good, man. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, that is week three, y'all. That's week three. We are going to be turning the page. Be back in on back on here on Thursday. NFL boy Brandon will be back with us. And we're going to do the preview. We're going to take a look at games of the week and and kind of preview that week four matchups. we got some good matchups that are going to come on. And we're also going to be able to get to, hopefully by then we'll have more updates on the injuries like Mac Jones, Tua, things like that. We'll, you know, we'll, uh, for me, it's going to be a, it is going to be a Miami in Cincinnati pregame 
party. That's what that's what we're going to be recording a podcast at the same time. But I'm going to be partying, y'all, because uh, uh, hey. we're going to we're going to be dead Thursday night. I'm excited. We got another big test, you know, for for the Finns. So it's going to be Thursday. It's going to be fun. So everybody, make sure. It. Yeah, me too. Make sure yeah. you follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean. You can also find the NFL East podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Join the NFL East Facebook group, y'all. NFL, just go to Facebook, NFL East. There you go. You can watch every episode of NFL East podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Once again, I am Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure you follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. I can't wait till Thursday. See you in a couple days, bro. All right. Peace. Have a good one.